Euzubillahimineşşeytanirracim. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi Rabbil alemin. Vessalatu vesselamu ala seyyidina Muhammedin ve ala alihi ve sahbihi ecma'in. Allahümme allimna ma yanfa'una. Vanfa'ana bima allemtena. Vezidina ilmen nafiyah. Allahümme erinel hakka hakkan. Varzukna ittiba'e. وَأَرِنَلْ بَاطُلَ بَاطُلًا وَأَرْزُقْنَا اِجْتِنَابَ رَبِّ شْرَحْ لِي صَدْرِي وَيَسْرْ لِي أَمْرِي وَحْلُ الْعُقْدَةً مِنْ لِسَانِي يَفْقَهُ قَوْلِي السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Welcome to the Reflections on the Risale-i Nur by Bediüzzaman Said Nursi podcast series. This is Mustafa Tuna. You can listen to the episodes of this series wherever you listen to your podcasts or at the website www.reflections-rn.org. Please remember that a rough translation of the part that we will be reading is available at this website. Uh, you can go to, uh, you can follow the links to podcast and then flashes, then 25th flash, and there you should be able to find a rough translation. This is a work in progress, therefore it would be better for it not to be considered a final product. Uh, inshallah, if there are any suggestions about the language and translation there, they would be much appreciated. Inshallah, we will continue reading the 25th flash, which is about uh, sickness, a remedy to the sick, a remedy to our metaphysical sicknesses, an insight or many insights to understand the wisdoms and benefits in sicknesses an opportunity to make the best out of sickness and tribulation. In a sense, a, a binocular, a microscope, a lens that enables us to see the reality of sickness, to see reality as reality is. We read through the first through sixth remedies in this treatise. It is composed of 25, actually 26. But as it was written naturally, as it came, one of the remedies was uh, written twice, or two remedies were named, both the sixth remedy, and as a result of that, it appears to have 25 remedies. We read through those, and inshallah, today we will continue with the seventh remedy. We are reading with the intention that, inshallah, may this be a supplication, may this be a dua for the entire humanity, so that the, the disease, the tribulation that we are all afflicted with right now is lifted from us so that we can see the reality of what we are going through and understand the wisdom in it. We can take our lesson, we can learn our lesson from it. And once we learn our lesson, may the, the disease have fulfilled its function and be lifted from us. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Yedinci Deva, Seventh Remedy. Ey sıhhatinin lezzetini kaybeden hasta! Senin hastalığın sıhhatteki nimeti ilahiyenin lezzetini kaçırmıyor, bilakis tattırıyor, ziyadeleştiriyor. O oh, the sick person who has lost the delight of his health. O oh, the sick person who has lost the delight, the taste, the pleasure. The word here is uh, lezzet. It, uh, it could be translated as taste, it could be translated as pleasure. But uh, since it is better to keep one word that's in Turkish always with the same uh, word in English when translating the Risale-i Nur because the Risale-i Nur has its own terminology and we don't want to lose that terminology, we are using the word delight for lezzet. Oh, the sick person who has lost the delight of his health. Your sickness does not drive out the delight of divine blessing that is in health. Your sickness does not derive out the delight of divine blessing that is in health. So it does not say your sickness does not drive out your health. That would be contradiction. If you're healthy, you are not sick, right? In, in material terms, your sickness does not drive out the delight of divine blessing that is in health. And we uh, probably talked about this before. We are surrounded with blessings and those blessings are pleasurable and also beneficial. We derive a lot of benefit and pleasure from the things that we experience in this world. We eat food, delicious food. We see beautiful scenes. 
we enjoy the company of our friends and families, and so on and so forth. These are all good, useful, beneficial, delightful, tasteful, uh, enjoyable in and of themselves. But there is something that is more enjoyable, more delightful, more pleasurable in all of them. And that is the fact that these are blessings from our Lord. It is, uh, it is like, let's say that you are walking on the road and you found a, I don't know, a pencil. You looked around, you asked around, and nobody owns the pencil, and it is okay for you to keep it at that point because you, you did your best in order to find the owner of the pencil, and perhaps you even needed a pencil. So you started using the pencil, and there's a value in that pencil that is uh, the, the function that the, the pencil fulfills in your hand, writing. So it is valuable. Then let's imagine this. There is somebody that you really love and you have not seen for a long time. It happens that you have the opportunity to meet this person. You meet, you spend some time together, but, uh, but you, you have to separate again. The person pulls out a pencil from his pocket and gives that to you and says, I have written some beautiful poems with this pencil. It is precious for me. I would like you to keep it as a memory of our gathering and as a memory of our love. So you take that pencil and now you are using that pencil. It is also fulfilling the same function. You can write with that. However, however, it will obviously have significantly more value than the pencil that you found on the road. It will have the value of the love, the care, the attention, the attachment that your beloved friend has put in the pencil as he gave that to you and it has the memory of your friend each time you look at the pencil each time you take it in your hand you remember your friend and the love that you share so all those blessings that we have in this world if you were to think of them as useful things and nothing else as tasty pleasurable things and nothing else they would have a value that amounts to the material value and function that they fulfill in this world but once we start to think of them as blessings then we think about the source of blessing the blesser and we know that the blesser is God then we think about God and we think about the mercy the care the attention the love the generosity that he has for us that he has specified this thing that we have in our hands this thing that we are tasting in our mouth he has specified that personally for us we think about the personal designation behind it and then there is a pleasure there is a delight there is a joy and blessing in that and that's that's why we call it a blessing it is a blessing so health is useful beneficial uh, when we have it all all the time we may not even recognize the the joy and the, the utility that is in it but even beyond that even more important than that beyond the material utility of health we need to recognize that there is a blessing in it it is designated by our lord for us specifically individually and the more we recognize that that blessing in it the more we know that we are not alone in this world, we are being taken care of, that somebody who is all-powerful and all-majestic and all-beautiful and perfect loves us, right? That blessing. Your sickness does not drive out the delight of divine blessing that is in health. To the contrary, it causes you to taste that delight and increases it. So how is that happening? How is your sickness increasing the delight and taste that is in your health çünkü bir şey devam etse tesirini kaybeder hatta ehli hakikat muttefikan diyorlar ki innemel eşya'u tu'rafu bi evdadiha because if something keeps continuing keeps lasting it loses effect i mean it may be it may continue to fulfill its function but our 
understanding, comprehension of it fulfilling its function loses its effect. We become used to it. We develop this sense of familiarity, which then leads to heedlessness. If something keeps continuing, it loses its effect. We stop to recognize it. It is like uh, white noise. If you were put in a room with complete silence, and then all of a sudden there started this maybe din, low low level din, you would you would start hearing it. You would wonder what it is. But after an hour, two hours, if it kept continuing, three hours, maybe a day, like the ACs that we have in our houses or in some houses, some, you know, not everybody have ACs, but uh, in the place that I live, that is the norm uh, for uh, heating and cooling houses. The AC system, right? It's blowing air into the room and the, the low level noise that it makes after a point becomes unrecognizable. We don't recognize it any longer. It becomes white noise in the background. But, but if it were completely silent and this was the first time we were hearing it, then we would, we would hear it. Because if something keeps continuing, it loses its effect. The people of truth have even agreed in saying that That is, everything is known by its opposite. This is a very important principle. Everything is known by its opposite. And the more we know things, the more valuable our life becomes, the more meaningful our life becomes, the more we leave that basic animal level in which we exist and rise to the level of humanity, and excel in that and start to recognize things in our world and start to recognize them, those things, as signs of the Creator. And the more we recognize them as signs of the Creator, the more blessed our lives are and the more spiritual value that we transfer over to the hereafter, the more we know our Lord and the closer we come to Him. Therefore, it is important to know things, signs of the Creator. And the way to know things is to see their opposites. To see how they are juxtaposed with their opposites. That is, everything is known by its opposite. Mesela, karanlık olmazsa ışık bilinmez, lezzetsiz kalır. Soğuk olmazsa hararet anlaşılmaz, zevksiz kalır. Açlık olmazsa yemek lezzet vermez. Mide harareti olmazsa su içmesi zevk vermez. İllet olmazsa afiyet zevksizdir. Maraz olmazsa sıhhat lezzetsizdir. Here Üstad Nursi is going to give us several examples that should make the notion that everything is known by its opposite crystal clear. For example, light is not known without darkness. It is left bereft of delight. If we don't know light, if we don't recognize light, we cannot, we, we cannot gain, we cannot have the pleasure that is in light. In daytime, we go out uh, in the sunlight, we see the beautiful things of the world, or light comes in through our windows and we see the beautiful things in our world. When the sun sets and darkness descends, then we recognize, wow. All of that is gone. And all the pleasure that we're deriving from all of that is gone. There is a pleasure. There is a delight in light. Heat cannot be realized without coldness. It is left bereft of pleasure. And of course, we are not talking about heat. That would be painful. But, you know, assume that it's winter. It's really cold outside. Then you come into a warm room after spending quite a bit of time outside in that cold and suffering to the point of suffering you you know walk into a warm nicely heated room that coziness of the room and then filled with joy and pleasure heat cannot be realized without coldness it is left bereft of pleasure food does not give delight without hunger now 
yes there might be some level of pleasure in any food because we have the taste buds but imagine the pleasure that a person who is really hungry takes from being able to eat if that is difficult if you have or i have we have never uh, experienced hunger real hunger like starvation level hunger if you have never experienced that then think about just as a, an indicator of what we are trying to talk about think about a food that you really like but you have not had the chance to eat for a long time two years three years and then you visit one of your friends and you are invited for dinner and there comes a surprise to the table that that food that you really love and you have even forgotten that you love because you have not eaten it for such a long time and you see that food imagine the, the delight the pleasure that you are now able to take from that food in comparison to let's say if you were able to eat that food every other day i think it is uh, narrated from isa salam, uh, jesus salam, peace be, up, be upon him uh, that he would say that hunger is the spice of his food hunger is the spicing of our food right so if it were not for hunger we would not be delighted with food drinking water does not yield pleasure without the heat of thirst in the stomach try drinking water when you are not thirsty it will be torture but when you are thirsty it is complete pleasure well-being is not pleasurable without affliction now here is the more crucial really pertinent aspect of what we are talking about to our subject well-being is not pleasurable without affliction if somebody has well-being all the time constant well-being everything is really good that would lead to boredom that would lead to boredom and take away the pleasure of well-being health is delightless without sickness of course we prefer health we don't ask for sickness but when sickness comes we also understand that there's a wisdom in it and that is that it helps us to understand recognize and taste the the the, the blessing in our health recognize our health recognize the value of our health and taste the pleasure that is in the health or that was in the health or that is in the health that, that we are looking forward to that does not matter because the blessing blessing is there is something that we recognize and understand and can be pleased with can be delighted in once we recognize it whether it is the blessing in the past health or future health even if it is not here now as long as we understand that this is not a punishment and even in that case even if it is a punishment for some wrongdoing that we have done for some sin we think that it is an expiation it is an expiation for our wrongdoings it's an expiation for our sins and it is cleansing us if it is not a punishment then we hope that this is something that's elevating our station before uh, before god and then we are still pleased but in either case we see blessing in it and we are delighted by the blessing that we see in it in this sickness and also alongside the sickness we see the blessing in the that is in the health that we have had and we are hoping to have in the future so it's blessing wherever you look and the, the moment we see blessing we are delighted with it madam father hakim insana her çeşit ihsanını ihsas etmek ve her bir nevi nimetini tattırmak ve insana daima şükre sevk etmek istediğini şu kainatta çeşit çeşit hadsiz enva nimeti tadacak tanıyacak derecede gayet çok cihazatla insanı teçhiz etmesi gösteriyor ki elbette sıhhat ve afiyeti verdiği gibi hastalıkları illetleri dertleri de verecektir long sentence uh, we may need to read more than once but let's let's pay attention and try to understand since the fact that the all-wise who creates from nothing equips humans 
with so much equipment that enables them to taste and recognize an unlimited variety of different blessings in this cosmos shows that. So all of this was something that shows something. Right? Let's read from the beginning. Since the fact that, so all of what's going to come refers to the fact that, since the fact that the all-wise who creates from nothing equips humans with so much equipment, why are we referring to the all-wise who creates from nothing, Al-Fadr? Because he could have done other, otherwise. There was nothing there. And he gave this to us. Then there must be a purpose in it. What is the purpose? We ask. Since the fact that the all-wise who creates from nothing equips humans with so much equipment that enables them to taste and recognize an unlimited variety of different blessings in this cosmos, shows that he wants to make them, humans, notice his bestowals with their senses. He gave all of this equipment to us. What does he want? Why did he do it? All of this equipment shows that he wants humans to notice his bestowals with their senses. Senses, touch, smell, taste, sight, hearing. He wants them to notice his bestowals with their senses. He wants to have them taste each one of his blessings. And he wants to guide them to continuous gratitude. Since this is the case. Let me establish two things. One, he gave all of this equipment to us. It's, it's, it's not accidental. He gave them to us. And therefore, there, is a, there must be a purpose in it. What is that purpose? There might be many, right? But we are talking about the wisdom of it. We are not talking about the ultimate purpose or rationale, right? We are not talking about the illa. If you were to uh, to talk with more in te more technical terms, we are talking about the wisdom and not the elle, not the rationale. That rationale we may not be able to know, but we may know the wisdoms behind it. So the wisdoms that we can see here is what do we expect from the situation is that he gave them to us, then that means he wants us to notice his bestowals with, with our senses. He wants us to taste each of his blessings because he gave us different tools to to recognize and process and taste each of his blessings and he wants to guide us to continuous gratitude right not uh, one blessing and done now live the rest of your life without blessings no blessing after blessing blessing after blessing blessing after blessing wherever we turn we cannot count the blessings of our lord can we in the quran god tells us can you you know can you we cannot we cannot count the blessings of our Lord. Since this is the case, since he wants us to taste things, since he wants us to notice things, since he wants us to be led to gratitude by recognizing the blessing in them, of course, as he gives health and well-being, he will also give sickness, afflictions, and troubles so that we can recognize, notice the, the blessing and taste and delight and pleasure in the health and well-being. Senden soruyorum. Bu hastalık senin başında veya elinde veya midende olmasaydı, sen başın, elin, midenin sıhhatindeki lezzetli, zevkli nimet ilahiyeyi hissedip şükreder miydin? I ask you. Had the sickness not been in your head or hand or stomach, would you notice the delightful and pleasurable divine blessing? in the health of your head, in the health of your hand, in the health of your stomach. We need to think about this. Had the sickness not been, I mean, of course, head, hand, stomach, etc. These are examples. Had I not been afflicted with this particular sickness, would I notice the blessing in the health of that particular, you know, part uh, limb, whatever, of my body. We have a, let's say, a, a muscle issue. We strain a muscle. Sometimes we do not even know that that muscle was there. We have you know, small muscles that we cannot uh, notice by just looking or trying to feel. 
but that muscle has let's say a, a, a tendonitis or some kind of uh, inflammation that muscle has some kind of inflammation now it is hurting now we know that that muscle is there now we know that that muscle is there and okay this is the right way of thinking we now need to think about wow i was not even noticing that muscle was there but look at the blessing that was in the existence of that muscle and the health of that muscle and in the in the way it was serving me the things that i want to do like to do or have to do in my life sometimes you may hurt a little tiny muscle and you may not be even you know able to uh, you know walk all of your leg all of your foot may be fine but one muscle if one muscle is hurt you may have to not step on that foot for two months look did you know that that muscle was there were you noticing the blessing that was in it were you uh, showing gratitude for that muscle now you know now you have the opportunity to notice it you have the opportunity to taste the blessing that is in it that's the important part if you don't know the muscle is there how can you derive pleasure derive delight from its existence now that you notice it you can now derive pleasure elbette şükür değil belki düşünmeyecektin şuursuz o sıhhati gaflete belki sefahate sarf ederdin so in following this rhetorical question Nursi says of course you would not even think of them let alone have gratitude for them unconsciously you would have spent that health in a state of heedlessness or, in fact, dissipation. People who do not recognize the blessing in the, in the, the material goods that they have or the metaphysical goods that they have, but they don't even recognize that the metaphysical good is there. People who do not recognize the value of what they have, they tend to uh, be more inclined to dissipation which then leads to crises in life. But those who recognize the blessing, recognize the blessor. And that is the important thing, because once you recognize the blessor, you know that you are not alone here. You are not sent here in a futile manner. You are sent here with a purpose. You are not purposeless. Then you ask about what the purpose is. You search for it. You find the purpose, and then you try to fulfill the purpose. And that takes you away from dissipation into a life of purpose and meaning. Beautiful. Sekizinci deva. Eighth remedy. Ey ahiretini düşünen hasta. Oh, the sick person who worries about his hereafter or who thinks about his hereafter. So sometimes you might think, okay, now I'm closer to death and now I'm sick too. If I were not sick, I would have done this. I would have done that. I would have done all these good deeds and I would have accrued more spiritual rewards for the hereafter. And I would have had a better future in my hereafter and so on and so forth. So you may worry about this. Oh, the sick person who is thinking about his hereafter. Hastalık sabun gibi günahların kirlerini yıkar temizler. Hastalıklar kefaretü zünub olduğu hadisi sahihle sabittir. Hem hadiste vardır ki, ermiş hali silkmekle nasıl meyveleri düşer, imanlı bir hastanın titremesi de öyle günahları silker. Oh, the sick person who is thinking about his hereafter. Sickness washes away and cleanses the dirts of sins like soap. Okay, now you can perhaps start to see that even the sickness that is preventing you from being able to do good things. There's a blessing in it. Sickness washes away and cleanses the dirts of sins like soap. It is established by sound prophetic tradition that sicknesses offer expiations for sins. Sicknesses offer expiations for sins. Furthermore, it is mentioned in a prophetic tradition that as the fruits fall upon shaking a ripened tree, likewise the shivering of a believing sick person shakes the sins off. 
This is a prophetic tradition. The Prophet ﷺ told us, and he is the one who knows the reality of things. And he told us, as the fruits fall upon shaking a ripened tree, the shivering of a believing sick person shakes the sins off. And we, we had referred to this before. I had used the example of a dry, uh, of, of a branch with dry leaves. And when you shake it, the leaves fall. I wanted to leave the actual example for this part. How do we know? How do we know that soap, when we use with soap and water, it, it, it cleanses, washes away dirts? Well, we, we know it from experience and experiment. We wash our hands and we look and they are clean now. So how could we know that sickness cleanses the, the dirt of sins? Well, the way to know that is to refer to the one who has access to the reality of things as they are. And in both cases, in both cases, the logic is not causality. This is important to understand. It's a perhaps a you know a sidetrack, a tangent, but it is important to understand. It is not the soap that cleanses the, the, the dirt from our hands. It is God who does that. He does that by giving the soap the appearance of being the cause for it. And therefore, we should not even call it a cause. It's the means for it. It is God who does that. There is no real causation. It all goes back to God. But things happen in regular patterns because that is God's custom. That is how God chose, willed to create the universe and how he wills for the world to continually be in that state and continuously be in that state. We call this God's custom. Therefore, as the soap washing away the microbes or dirt from our hands is God's custom and therefore we can be rest assured that when, when we wash our hands with soap the dirt will go away we can be rest assured that the sickness is washing away the dirts of our sins because the one who has access to knowledge from God the Prophet told us so he is the one who knows god's custom whether those are god's customs in the visible realm or the invisible realm the visible realm we can observe and find out on our own the invisible realm we have to be given access to as we say at the end of each of these sessions reading sessions subhanaka la ilma lana illa ma allamtana glory be unto you we have no knowledge unless you teach us. So we would have no knowledge of sicknesses washing away the dirt of sins like soap. But the Prophet ﷺ told us and therefore we now know. Günahlar hayat-ı ebediyede daimi hastalıklardır. Bu hayat-ı dünyeviyede dahi kalp, vicdan, ruh için manevi hastalıklardır. Here we have a very important observation. A very important observation about the reality quiddity of sin sins are continuous sicknesses in eternal life so we have sicknesses in this world right we have headache we have flu we have right now we have this thing called corona 19 the virus uh, we have cancer sometimes we strain an ankle sometimes we have again a headache you know we have these things in this life we have sicknesses and they give us pain they afflict us they take pleasure away from our material existence material experiences in the same way sins are continuous sicknesses in eternal life those sicknesses that we have here we leave them here when we depart from this world nobody has departed from this world with their cancer or flu or whatever but but if there is a sickness that will continue into eternal life we should probably take that even more seriously they are metaphysical sicknesses for the heart the conscience and the spirit in this worldly life they afflict the heart the conscience and the spirit here in this worldly life but the difference is that the heart the conscience the spirit will lust with us into hereafter our biological hands will not lust our biological hearts 
will not last but our the the heart the other aspect of our existence the faculty of heart that is related to the biological heart that we have but that is not the biological heart itself that faculty of heart which is the locus of knowing god which is at the center of our uh, value attachments our conscience our spirit these will last these will stay with us therefore the troubles that they have the afflictions that they have the deformities that they have we need to take care of them that is an urgent urgent business sen eğer sabredip şekva etmezsen şu muvakkat bir hastalıkla daimi pek çok hastalıklardan kurtuluyorsun now this is the good thing this is the good part of uh, those material sicknesses if we know the wisdom and benefit in them and we meet them the way they should be met if you be patient and do not complain so that is uh, the, the probably the most important uh, foremost condition if you be patient and do not complain you are being saved from many continuous sicknesses through this temporary sickness the sickness in your stomach you have stomach ache you can't eat if you are patient about it if you do not rebel against your lord because of it if you do not complain about your lord if you be patient about it and if you do not complain you are being saved from many continuous sicknesses those sicknesses get, that can afflict your heart your conscience your spirit you are being saved from many of those through this temporary sickness god out of his outpouring mercy gave this to you as an opportunity you were in grave danger you were in serious danger of moving on to the other world with those continuous sicknesses and God out of his outpouring mercy gave you the opportunity to heal them to wash them away to wash those sins that afflict those microbes germs of sins that afflict your continuous existence eğer günahları düşünmüyorsan yahut ahireti bilmiyorsan veya Allah'ı tanımıyorsan sende öyle dehşetli bir hastalık var ki milyon defa sendeki bu küçük hastalıktan daha büyüktür ondan feryat et now there might be something that is even worse than having those metaphysical sicknesses here or there might be an aggravated degree of those metaphysical sicknesses if you are not thinking about your your sins if you are not thinking about the sins now you may have sins and then you may notice your sins regret them and turn to god ask for forgiveness and then your sins turn into a blessing for you because they bring you closer to your lord but if you are not thinking about the sins if that is not even a part of your calculation or even worse if you do not know about the hereafter you think that this is all this is you know be all and all this is it or even worse if you do not recognize god you have such a dreadful sickness that it is a million times bigger than this small sickness that you have wail for that wail for that big sickness and think about it use this as an opportunity use the knowledge the information that comes to you with the sickness as to your helplessness impotence weakness neediness use that as an opportunity to understand that this is not the be all end all you are not left alone here somebody is taking care of you without him you are nothing use that and fix fix that big problem that dreadful sickness cure that dreadful sickness çünkü bütün dünyanın mevcudatıyla kalbin ruhun ve nefsin alakadardır 
mütemadiyen firak ve zeval ile o alakalar kesilip sende hadsiz yaralar açılır. Bahusus ahireti bilmediğin için ölümü idam ebedi tahayyül ettiğinden adeta güya yara bere içinde dünya kadar hastalıklı bir vücudun var. Now, this dreadful sickness that we are talking about, don't uh, you know take your mind immediately to the hereafter and and a person who uh, was a disbeliever and therefore ended up in hell. No, that person is living a hellish life in this world too. That person is having a dreadful sickness, dreadful affliction, dreadful tribulation, problem, trouble in this world too. Why? This is because your heart, your spirit, and your, your lower self, nafs, are related to or connected to the existent beings of the entire world. Your heart, your spirit, and your lower, lower self are related to or have a concern for, are attached to the existent beings of the entire world. Not only your fingertips, but also the the, the furthermost end of the physical visible universe that we now think may be about 14 billion light years away. You are related to, you are attached to all of them through your imagination, through your intellect. And the, when, you, when the circle uh, closes up through your lower self, you are related to, you are attached to, you are concerned about all of them. As a result of separation and termination, those relations are continuously being severed, thereby opening innumerable wounds on you. Either they leave you or you leave them. You cannot hold on to anything. Okay, let's start with the simplest one. You are hungry, you have a delicious food and you go to a restaurant, you have this delicious food, you eat it. It finishes. You love a person, you build a beautiful relationship maybe you marry you have a family you live for 30 years 40 years 50 years sometimes 60 years but one of them die you have children they grow up and leave there is nothing no pleasure in this world that you can hold on to forever either they disappear they depart from you they leave you or if they all stay with you throughout your entire life in the end you leave them. You leave this world. Nobody stays in this world. Nobody is here forever. As a result of separation and termination, those relations are continuously being severed, thereby opening innumerable wounds on you. So each time there is a separation, a termination, it is like a cut in the, in the, in the metaphysical body and it is bleeding. And it continues to bleed because the separation is forever. Bahusus ahireti bilmediğin için ölümü idam ebedi tahayyül ettiğinden adeta güya yara bere içinde dünya kadar hastalıklı bir vücudun var. Especially since you do not know the hereafter. Since you think, you know, this is the be all end all. Once I die, there is nothing more. Once they die, there is nothing more. I love this person. I spent 40 years of my life with that person and now died. It's just earth and dirt. Nothing. Nothing is left. Especially since you do not know the hereafter and you imagine death to be eternal extinction. It is as if you have a black and blue wounded body that is as big as the world. The entire world is your metaphysical body because you are attached to it you are related to it you have a concern for it what what is it that uh, that makes your fingertips important for you you are connected to it through a muscle system through a nerve system through a bone system through various uh, systems in your body in the way that you are connected to your fingertips you are connected to the furthermost end of the visible universe through your imagination and intellect and you don't have to go that far you are connected to your house you are connected to your car you are connected to your things you are connected to the world and therefore 
you have a metaphysical body that is as big as the world and that body is now black and blue wounded full of lacerations full of cuts and bruises işte en evvel hadsiz yaralı ve hastalıklı bu büyük manevi vücudun hadsiz hastalıklarına kat'i ilaç ve kat'i şifa verici bir tiryak olan iman ilacını aramak ve itikadını düzeltmek gerektir ki o ilacı bulmakta en kısa yol bu maddi hastalığın yırttığı gaflet perdesinin altında sana gösterdiği aczin ve zaafın penceresiyle bir kadiri zülcelalin kudretini ve rahmetini tanımaktır. Okay, what is the solution? What is the solution? If, this, if the situation is so dire, so dreadful, what is the solution? Thus, first, it is necessary to look for the medicine of faith that is a definitive medicine. Faith. Faith is the definitive medicine of the bruises and lacerations and cuts and wounds and sicknesses of our metaphysical body. First, it is necessary to look for the medicine of faith that is a definitive medicine and definitively healing antidote for the innumerable sicknesses of this big metaphysical body with innumerable wounds and sicknesses. So that is necessary and it is first necessary to find that medicine and to correct correct your beliefs, to correct your convictions. That is the first thing, that is the first step. Until you take that step, you won't be able to go anywhere. You can uh, look for it as much as you want to. Look for a solution in this world, in this material world, in the box, as much as you want. The solution is not in the box. The solution is outside the box. And until you open a window with your intellect and with your heart through that box and look outside and see the solution there and take advantage of it, you won't be able to find the solution. And the shortest path to finding that medicine is in recognizing the power and mercy of a majestic, all-powerful one through the window of your impotence and weakness that this material sickness shows to you beneath the veil of heedlessness, which it tears apart. So the problem is that there's a veil of heedlessness that's, that prevents us from being able to recognize reality as reality is. So there is this veil of heedlessness that prevents us from being able to recognize reality as reality is, from being able to recognize the power and mercy of a, a majestic, all-powerful one who is in charge. But the veil of heedlessness prevents us from being able to notice it. We look out, we see trees blooming in spring and leaves shooting from those and plants growing and food grains ripening on the plants, fruits ripening on the trees. We look out and we think that this is all because of some natural law, some, some causation that exists in the thing itself. We do not recognize the one who is actually in charge. And because we do not recognize the one who is actually in charge, we cannot reach that solution. There is this veil of heedlessness. Just because it keeps repeating like that din, that, that white noise in the background, just because things happen in the way that they happen in a pattern throughout our lives, we forget that this cannot be happening by itself there is a force outside of it there is mercy that is designing and organizing all of this that is bringing all of those things that i need to my help there is a veil of heedlessness but but sickness opens a window a window of impotence and weakness it takes our supposed power it takes away our wrongly assumed sense of possession and appropriation it takes away it takes away our dreadful arrogance and hubris it takes all of that away opens a window and through that window now we have an opportunity to see so to see that there is something else there is the lord who is in charge and who is taking care of us it it tears apart the veil 
veil of heedlessness that was covering that window and once the veil is torn apart now we can see now we have an opportunity to see and therefore it is a blessing evet Allah'ı tanımayanın dünya dolusu bela başında vardır Allah'ı tanıyanın dünyası nurla ve manevi sürurla doludur derecesine göre iman kuvvetiyle hissedilir yes a world full of troubles afflict the one who does not recognize God. They may be in a state of heedlessness and forgetfulness or inebriation and drunkenness and they may not be noticing those troubles. The way uh, you know, a, a, a sick person who has a serious pain does not recognize or does, does not feel that pain anymore when you give a painkiller. Does that mean that the situation that's causing the pain is not there? No, the pain or the situation that's causing the pain is still there. But, but the person's ability to notice, the person's ability to sense that pain is severed, is cut. Heedlessness, forgetfulness, and inebriation, drunkenness, severed our ability to, to sense the real trouble that we are in. But the trouble is there. A world full of troubles afflict the one who does not recognize God. The world of the one who recognizes God, on the other hand, is filled with light and metaphysical joy, which are felt in accordance with the strength of their faith. Bu imandan gelen manevi sürur ve şifa ve lezzet altında cüz'i maddi hastalıkların elemi erir, ezilir. And beneath the metaphysical joy the healing and the delight that arise from this faith right faith brings what metaphysical joy healing and delight we know that there is someone who is in charge of all of this we know that there is someone who is in charge of us specifically particularly in all of this we know that this person who is in charge is merciful and he is giving mercy to us we know that he is generous we know that he is kind we know that we know that all of this has a purpose we know that even the pain and tribulation that we are having now is serving an ultimate purpose that is good provided that we meet it in the proper way that it needs to be or it should be met even when we are going through tribulations there is metaphysical joy there is healing and delight that arise from this faith and as a result the pain of particular material sicknesses melt away once you recognize that joy once you see that healing taking place once you feel and taste that delight the pain of particular material sicknesses melt away they are crushed they are crushed they melt away they may not immediately disappear but they are reduced they are not like a like a knife stabbing our side but that knife that is stabbing our side is now crushed and is melting away and becomes less and less painful so the, the benefit is not only about the hereafter as earning spiritual rewards and uh, washing away the, the dirt of sins, etc. But also here, immediate, there is an immediate benefit because, because the joy that we see there is covering up the other, other pain. Because this joy is much, much greater than that smaller pain. It is greater than that smaller pain to the measure of how great that metaphysical sickness that we have that is going to last and continue and afflict us for eternity is greater than the the temporary material sicknesses that we may have in this world alhamdulillah that was the end of the eighth remedy and looks like we should stop here inshallah we will continue with the ninth remedy in the following episode subhanaka la ilma lana illa ma allamtana innaka antal alimul hakim fa akhir dawahum anil hamdulillahi rabbil alamin al fatiha